I'm Angela Combest from Florence, Massachusetts, and this is my story, Very Cold Water. When I told my 96-year-old grandfather that I was doing weekly cold water plunges, he looked at me and shook his head. It's something to do, I told him. He shook his head again and he said, can't you do something else? If you want to change your outlook, surround yourself with some very warm people and get yourself into some very cold water. It's worked for me. So I'm sitting on my couch, wrapped in a warm blanket, drinking hot tea, and I am Googling names from a secret Facebook group because I have just realized that I do not know exactly who it is that I've been getting naked with on Sunday mornings for the last several weeks. (laughs) Now this all started at the end of the summer A friend posted a question on Facebook. Was there anybody in her social group who was interested in doing cold water swims, polar plunges? She tagged me. What my friend did not know was that about 15 years ago, I had had a really traumatic cold water incident. My now ex-husband and I were on a cruise to Alaska and we had decided to take a kayaking trip. Now we had gone kayaking together before down in Puerto Rico, and it was warm, and it was beautiful, and it was actually one of the best days of our marriage. And so we decided to do this again in Alaska, hoping to kind of recapture some of that magic. So we went over to the dock, and we got in our kayak, and we paddled out with the group. And we were out for a couple hours, and it was fine. And it was time to come back. And to get back to the dock, we had to cross a pretty busy channel with bigger boats that were bigger and faster than ours. We were about halfway when a big boat went in front of us and waked us and capsized our kayak. And we were thrown into the cold water of the Alaskan Bay. Now, we did not know enough about kayaking to get ourselves back into the kayak. So there we were clinging to the kayak, treading water. I don't know how long we were in the water. I was reaching the point where I was about to kick off my shoes and even take off my jeans because they were heavy and it was getting hard to tread water. And then a small fishing boat pulled up next to us. One of the fishermen reached over, he grabbed me by the back of the neck and the other fisherman, he grabbed me by the back of my pants and they pulled me over the side of the boat into the boat and it scraped down the entire front of me from my neck down to my knees, leaving me with bruises, but I was out of the water. They pulled my husband out of the water and took us back to the dock. So here I am thinking about my friend's invitation. (laughs) And there are a couple reasons why I'm thinking maybe I should put that trauma aside and accept her invitation. The first one is that I um, moved to the valley about six years ago, and I have found it a very challenging place to make friends. I don't know if it's because of the valley or because I'm in my 50s, I'm not sure. But it's been difficult, and I did all the things you're supposed to do. I, I joined Rock Voices and sang with them for a while. I volunteered at the Survival Center. I even became a member of the board. I joined all those clubs that you're supposed to join when you want to meet new people. Okay, Cupid, Bumble, plenty of fish. 
none of it was working out like I'd hoped. Another reason is that at the age of 56, I still love doing things that shock and appall my mother, and I knew this would fit the bill. And so the other reason is that I live alone. That means that when I come home from a trip, there isn't anybody at the door to give me a hug. There isn't any good morning kiss. There is no one who will reach over and grab my hand while I'm watching Netflix. And getting in cold water is not the same as a warm hug, but at least my body will feel something. And so I go back to my friend's invitation and I say, I'm cold curious. So now, on Sunday mornings, I get up, I suit up, I throw on a Pendleton robe that was probably somebody's grandpa that I bought on eBay, and I head off to the water where about eight to 16 of us gather. And we get in a circle, and we pair off so that all of us who get in the water get back out of the water. And we make plans for our next meeting, and then we go in. Some people go in cursing and screaming. Other people go in flailing and splashing. I march in with purpose. Some people are in and out. Some of us like to stay in for a minute, three minutes, five minutes. Some of us need someone to hold their hand and count to three to go under. And then we all start to come out by ones and twos. And then we come out onto the shore like a bunch of loud birds returning to our nests of our warm clothes and our towels. And we all are laughing and talking about this thing that we have shared together. How are your toes today? Are they cold? Do you think it was warmer last week or, or warmer this week? And we just laugh and talk. And as we are stripping out of our wet things, I always look up the road to make sure that the cops aren't coming over the hill when I take off my bathing suit. We start putting on our warm sweaters and our sweatpants and then we head home. So there are a couple of reasons why I'm really glad that I chose to ignore the trauma of that event in Alaska. Whenever I talk to my mom, and the subject comes up, she asks me the same question. Is that water clean? <laughs> Mom is shocked and appalled. Check. I, again, the, there is nothing similar <laughs> about getting in cold water to getting a warm hug, but I feel something when the endorphins kick in, I feel a clarity and a sense of purpose for the rest of the day. It feels amazing. I would trade it for a warm bear hug, but it's what I've got now, so I'll take it. And the last reason, relationships. When I first moved here and I started dating a guy, we were sitting on my couch talking about how do you know when it goes from just getting to know somebody to feeling like you're in a relationship. And he answered me the way he likes to answer most things, which is by either quoting or paraphrasing an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> it becomes a relationship, he said, when the nipples come out. <laughs> so I have news for my Sunday morning friends who I'm starting to know. We're in a relationship. 
Thank you. That was Angela Combest with her story, Very Cold Water. She told that at Gateway City Arts as part of Season 8 of NEPM's Valley Voices Story Slams. I'm Katie Wright. I produce the Valley Voices podcasts. We would love to keep you in the loop of all the latest news about Valley Voices. Send your contact information to valleyvoices at nepm.org, and we'll include you in all of our email updates. Valley Voices is a co-production of NEPM and the Academy of Music Theater. Thanks for listening. See you next week.